0: of one-half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. Congratulations, Detroit. You can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. The homicide tool has reached a nice even 750. Details on the latest leveling from Police Sergeant... Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... Hitless tigers could use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays power eyes lightning strike Louisville slugger baseball bat. And proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. Pulled you up a chair and listen to this. Be a rebel
1: To sidetrack, I even remember how to turn all this shit on. I know I'm surprised too, right? It's been forever since I've actually sat down in this chair, and the only time I've turned this stuff on in like I don't we did the DHD thing podcast like six months ago. That was on location. I dragged a bunch of stuff up there to do that at Tony's house. Last time I turned this stuff on to do a show, I don't even know the only time it's been on is to do voiceover and some private stuff i I haven't turned this on to do a show in forever so uh yeah kind of glad to be be back in the saddle a little bit a little bit and uh doing a show again um 2022 season's kind of already underway we're off and running some of the first big shows of the year are already in place um i've got some in addition to doing this, I've got some maintenance I need to do on, on the Sidetracked website, which includes the probably the first thing I want to get done here in the next couple of days is my 2022 schedule. I know most of my travel dates, if not all of them. I um, thought I had that pretty well in place up until actually Saturday night. It got changed. Uh, the the Florida portion of 2022 is off, but that opened the door for something else. So, And we'll talk about what something else is as we roll through Uh. I will get that 2022 calendar up. Um, pretty much at this point, not really looking for any more dates other than in-state, uh, local stuff here in Michigan. I've got stuff that I've traditionally done, um, east east side, west side that I that I hold open, and and those guys kind of know that. But as far as uh, too much travel stuff, I'm I'm full for the year. I probably at in the neighborhood, of 36 days on the road right now. Well, we can take three off because Midwest Winter Nationals is done. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've spent the last three or four years at 55 to 60 and it is just too much. And, um, my kids are, you know, my kids are all high schoolers. This will be my last summer with Allie before she goes off to school and want to spend time with them. There's some other things I want to do this year. Um, and, and things I want to spend my time on rather than just being go, go, go on the road all the time. As much as I do enjoy it, um, priorities are, are changing just a bit. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to quit doing this. It's my 22nd year, and I'd love to see it through to 50. Um, but just need to need to take a little bit of a step back and, and kind of reprioritize a little um, with life. And that's how it goes. So right on into... Uh, what the season's looking like. Um, the next thing on the docket, not for me, I'm not going. I had to choose between ships you want in this event. I've done this event the last several years. I enjoy the heck out of it. If you've got a chance to go, please do. It is uh, one of the two biggie three biggies, the three big antique poles. It's the last one of the year because white pines already happened and tunicas already happened. So what does that leave? It leaves the Oklahoma Winter Nationals at Enola, Oklahoma, just east of Tulsa, this coming weekend, actually, it starts by the time you guys hear this. It'll probably already started. Uh, starts tomorrow on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday out there at Riverbends Arena. Nice facility. There's a there's a restaurant in it. Uh, for years, it was a steakhouse, and I know that kind of has changed hands a little bit. I'm not sure what's in there uh, for this year, but uh, my food on site. Big building, plenty of uh, places, you know, space to play. Two tracks side by side, going at it. Um. And it's some of the baddest antiques that there are. Show up for this thing, guys. Come from all across America, and I legit mean all across America. You'll go to you'll go to big grand national hooks, grand or champions tour hooks, and you will not get the number and breadth of states represented as you will at this at this deal. Uh, there'll be guys from. There'll be somebody there from New York, I'm sure. Um, that'll probably be the Eastern extreme. I don't know if anybody from new England will get down. Maybe, uh, haven't, haven't in the past, but somebody from New York will be there and you will go all the way to Pacific Washington to find the other side. I know for sure, uh, actually Justin Lundgren is taking my place and, uh, on the announcing side there. And he does pull, I don't know if he's bringing his Oliver down or not, or if he's, if it's just him, but, um, uh, Valentine with that Ford. He's from out there too. I mean, they're and they're not just like just in Washington. No, they're they're like Seattle, right? It they're you know spit in the Pacific if they want to for lunchtime. That's how close. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so that's going on this weekend, and there's some pe- special uh, elements to this event. In addition to the usual, if you go to a lot of the antique shows, where you know you run you you run the ladder up the weights and. Uh, through the divisions as it were um, they don't call them divisions at an event like this you go by you go by speed you'll have a top cut a couple of top cut speed limits and then the full cut stuff where you'll run uh, whatever it is three and a half five uh, eight 12 mile an hour and I tell you what you've heard it on this show I'm, I'm preaching to the choir if you're a regular listener but if you're if you're new to this pro- show and you're just tuning in for the first time, everybody calls antiques paint dryers and I always my always response to that is uh, paint dryers my ass um, there is some serious engineering going on in these things that is genuinely impressive for the box that they're put in what they' they managed to accomplish with one of these things and get done on a track and on top of that it is because it is a speed limit game it is a driver's game you will find out who can set up a tractor who can who can set the tire pressure who can put the weights in the right spot and then who can run run the steering wheel run the throttle run the brakes and it's all part of it the brakes are, are are in this this style of pulling the brakes aren't just for steering that's that's human traction control going on it happens all the time and it's awesome to watch it and it's also accessible this is the kind of pulling where you can get out of the stands and let's face it for an event like this yes there will be some spectators but very few don't watch you got something at home you can pull, and there's a class you can pull it in. We'll find a spot for you. Antiques, they run everything from barnyard stock up to the exotic 12-mile-an-hour stuff, and, and there's a place for you to play. Some of these special classes they're going to have there on Thursday, uh, two of them that are pretty important. One is the Kenneth Fullen Memorial Jackpot class. It's going to weigh 5,555 pounds at 5.5 miles an hour. None of that's an accident. Uh, that's that's something that started, I want to say last year might have been the first one after after Kenneth's passing, and he was a supporter of the event and tied in with a lot of the uh, Western guys out there in, in this style of pulling. So there's a, a jackpot there for to honor him, and it will be loaded with some good iron. Also on Thursday is the Eliminator Pull, a 5,000-pound full-cut tire Eliminator. And What do I mean by Eliminator? It's uh, you draw for your start. And they'll break it. What we've done in, in prior years is uh, actually chopped it up also into, I believe, five flights, I want to say. Five flights of 10, like if they get 50. Or, or if we get 60, you know, they might be five of 12. And you're not pulling against all the guys in your flight. You're only pulling against the guy immediately or ahead of you or behind you, wherever you land in the order. So it's, it's two by two pulling. And all you got to do is beat your pair. And if you do that, you keep advancing. And it's it's single elimination. You take it right down to one. And the speed limits for this are going to be between five and eight miles an hour. Why is it variable? Each round, it's going to change. If you ran on the, the north track at five miles an hour in round one, well, chances are in round two, you're probably going to go seven miles an hour on the south track. And then if you get into this, the next round, it, it, it's just going to keep changing. Changing it up and making it a game where... No one guy has an advantage by going five between five and eight. That eight mile an hour guy might not be able to hold back at five. You might have those those classes where the five mile an hour can't go and go at eight. So by constantly changing it and changing it and making that variability, you're putting it all in the hands of the driver and the guy who can adapt and set up his machine. And it's awesome to watch. It's it's a marathon of a class. It goes on for hours, but because you're only ever pulling against the guy immediately behind you or immediately in front of you, who cares how much the track changes over the course of th- four hours? It's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with it. And it's, it's a great way to a, a new, a new way to attack this sport. It's, it's become really vogue in the antique world. White Pine does it. Enola does it. Um, the Ohio State Antique Tractor Pulling Association does one of these every spring at, uh, at the Shelby County fairgrounds in Sydney, Ohio, there's, there's a few other places that do this and it's really cool to be a part of it. Um, I've, I've been a part obviously of this one. I've been a part of the one, um, that OSATPA does in Ohio. Uh, never had a chance to see the white pine one. That's, that was kind of, that was the first one and it's kind of the, the king daddy for it. Um, what goes on there is really, really impressive with that poll, especially cause I think, I don't want to swear. I don't want to say that. I, I thought maybe for a sec they did one track there. But I've been in that building. For antiques, it is wide enough to do two. So I don't know why I thought that. Um yeah. That's that's Thursday. Friday is um running up through divisions and ladders like you'd expect. Saturday is also the same, running up divisions and ladders. Friday Thursday it starts later in the day. So you got time to get settled in and, and get a look at the building and, and get ready to go. Friday's the marathon day. It'll start in the morning and I've done some 15, 16 hour shows in there. Uh, Fridays long. It's it's tough. It's uh it's a grind for everybody, especially me. <laughs> um yeah, I I hate, but I hate that I'm gonna miss it. It is so much fun to watch and see. Saturday, you go up the ladders again, and, and you start in the morning, and typically it's over on Saturday a little earlier. By a little earlier, I mean they start at like 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's done by 9 o'clock at night. So, you know, only only 12 hours, no big deal. Um, in the middle of the ladders on Saturday's program, there is a special jackpot in there as well. forty-seven pounds 7 mile an hour, the Pat Grossman Memorial Jackpot um, in honor of Pat, who passed away back over the fall. Of course, his son, James Grossman is instrumental in making this pull happen. He's, he's the guy who really makes this, this show go. And, uh, I, I felt really bad having to tell the Kang I couldn't come out, um, to be there this weekend. Um, especially for that class. Cause I know what it means to him and, and wanted to be there to support him, but you know, I can only be on the road so much and, it's it's a 12 13 hour ride out there it's it's tough and uh, i've i've got to maintain a day job as well and my the man i work for leo turzo is is so gracious to let me go as much as i am gone and i re, i'm not going to take advantage of that so i had to make the choice and and when clint had the offer for uh, ship Shawana here a few months ago it, i i really it, there was no consideration about it honestly it was yes you know i, I knew i was going to say yes if if the opportunity presented itself to do that and it did and i got to do that with lee ray schluter and that was a good tune-up for us for the pullers championship which we'll talk about later i've, I've never worked with lee ray before and uh, so it was, it was definitely trial by fire at one of the biggest events of its kind anywhere on the planet we're not just going to say in north america that's that The midwest Winter international is a big deal and we had a little bit of everything uh it was it was a it was a Hollywood action movie on the track. You had danger, you had drama, you had dedication, you had romance. We had a little bit of everything. We had uh, a, a driver propose on the starting line. I believe that was Thursday night. Uh, we had our share of danger with with a couple incidents that have been just beat to death, and I don't really care to get into them on this show. Um, I, I'll, I will say this about each and about anything to do with this sport, you know what you're getting into. You're not strapping into something that makes horsepower numbers that include a comma if you don't anticipate something like this happening. And the various sanctioning bodies do do a very good job of trying to address the safety needs of the particular classes, but it's almost impossible to anticipate every single eventuality as it comes up. And so they do their best. They do their best. If something seems reactive, well... Hey, maybe it is, but your ass didn't think of it beforehand. So, you know, why are you the smartest guy in the room? Um, it's just, it, I get so sick of seeing all this stuff all the time, especially when people weren't even there.
0: I could give a, I'm not going to say it.
1: That's okay, coach. I'll say it. It just, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that, that just seems to kind of grind my ears, gears.
0: Kiss my ass. You don't like it. The-
1: and that's my opinion, too. So, it's kind of like assholes. Everyone's got one, right? Except. I've got a podcast. You, you want to challenge me? You don't know, do your own show. Do your own show.
0: Thank you, media. But
1: I don't know. I don't want to get too much into that. There was there was a lot of good that happened there. Um, I was most I was impressed by a few things uh, in the naturally aspirated uh, mini rod class. Greg Vandervoort, the boosted ego. Holy crap. Both sessions, he had to roll out of it to keep from getting to the sand pile. Just head and shoulders above everybody. It was a a kind of a, not kind of, it was a dominating performance to see him do that. Um, and just absolutely wave goodbye to everybody. Uh, uh, bye. And just hammer that thing. I've seen him pull before. I, I sort of anticipated it in, in the beer money pick him contest. I, I did pick him for that class. I just didn't. I didn't see that coming. It came out of nowhere. Uh, that it was that that stout, and he just he found the hole. It's not that he's making that much more power than everybody else. He's built to the same rules as all those other guys, and on occasion pulls with them. So uh, he just had it had it wired, and in the 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 two thousand pound limited minis, the blower class. Jake Lee, same thing. That tractor's almost brand new. It's it's a year old, I think. He's got a season on it, maybe a dozen hooks. And same thing. I mean, he just charged down through there. It it took a set. The front wheels came up and he never set them back down until he let off the throttle because he knew he was going to the pile. Uh, very, very impressive. And again, it's not that he's making that much more power or anything. Uh, he just had, had it figured out and got it to hook and bite that track. It's uh the dirt there, it is tough. It's it'll take it'll take plenty of horsepower to, to get down it. Um, but I think for the minis, it's a little bit different story because they're so light, you know, the, the 2000 limited mini with, you know, those tractors are making probably over a thousand horse, but not by much. And then the 1950 guys aspirated, they're probably, I don't know, 370 cube aspirated. I'm going to guess the top guys are probably making 700 anyway but they just skim across the top. They don't actually get to, get to bite in. And by the time they, they were never first class, which you'd never want to stick a mini on a green track. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. And we already had enough disaster otherwise with the minis. Uh, it just got, I don't know. It got packed enough to where the tires the guys brought just didn't seem to want to bite it, I guess. I I don't know. But the, the guys who did figure it out, see ya. They were gone. Um, the, the next class that really it impressed me as a matter of circumstance how it all came together and that's the the what officially is titled the classic mods or or what Woody has dubbed the Wamba class. Or here we call them the V eight hot rods. Uh, Twenty three of them from, actually I think there was one from Oklahoma, one from Oklahoma, some from Nebraska, and then all the way across to Pennsylvania. And the Western Tractors are uh, a three sixty engine with no RPM limit. The eastern trackers out with, with USA East, Pennsylvania guys are, are a 521 big block at uh, at 6,000 RPM. And then the the, the fellows right in the middle, the Ohio contingent, it, it's a 410 small block at 8,000. And they all play together. They all ran pretty well together. Um, the top 10 to the final. We had a 13 tractor. So let's back up. Out of the 23, we had a 13 tractor pull-off. In that afternoon session, and when Brandon Bunker was asked, "Do you want to change the sled after three hit the pile?" He's like, "No, this is this is Louisville for these guys. Let's let them play." And uh, it was it was awesome. We had a good time with it. They they loved it. Uh, doubled their hook fee and and got to put on a show uh, indoors. And out of the ten we took to the final, I think we had one that was a three sixty. Three or four that were a big block, and then the rest were the 410 guys. And it was a 410 that wound up standing on top when it was all over. Um Zanker team, that beautiful 730, John Deere with a Chevy. Um, on the Pro Polar 18.4s, got the job done in the final. Um next thing that was cool, we had basically had a double your pleasure with light pro stock because they had Two flights of their own class and then the 9000 Limited Pro stock, which is intended to be kind of a kind of a combo class to bring together light pro, limited pro and some of the East Coast mod turbo guys. But it was by and large, mostly light pros. And I think after the two flights of them, when when the dust had settled, there weren't there weren't many mod turbos there, uh, only a small handful. And there weren't a whole lot of limited pro guys who decided to take a shot at it. I want to say maybe a half dozen across the two flights, perhaps just a hair more. So it was basically mostly light pros. And the final basically was 10 more, 10 light pros. So for a guy who likes light pro stock as I do, it was, that was heaven. I I enjoyed seeing them, seeing them play, seeing them dance and, and make all the, make all the right sounds for the most part. A few guys struggled with, uh, issues and, and had to take mechanical drops. Some figured them out, some didn't. Uh, it was an exciting class, great runs right down into the, into the sand pile, but not, not too many, just, just the right amount to, to show it. Um, we had uh, a fire with Casey Incognito, uh, an oil line on the charger came off, a brief fire put itself out, but no real damage done, but excitement for the crowd and the cameras. And of course, fast forward, you all know that story. Look, there's a, there's a risk that we all accept in this sport, and by we, in this case, I do mean those of us who are participants and/or employees of it. Um, in uh, again, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's been beat to death. There were fans that were at risk when that occurred. There were probably thirty to thirty-five fans down there. I'm guessing. I, I don't at the time. I don't. It became a blur. Honestly, just a blur. And who knows how many more rushed down in there when it took place that made, maybe made the numbers seem more than they were. But um, out of that, probably the, the 12 closest to it were all in, in purple hoodies because we were there to do a job. We accept that job. We accept the risk. Um, can we do it better? Is there things we can change to make it safer? Of course. I and mean, We'll learn from it. We'll figure something out. Um, I haven't heard what the details are. I have talked to Clint. Uh, I want to say it was Monday evening. He does have ideas for, for things he wants to change as far as venue goes I, I, and, and try to make this a safer thing to do. Um, don't know what his ideas are. We'll find that out at some point. Uh, it's too early in the process, I would say, to, to do too much because I don't want it to be an overreaction. Uh, I want it to be well thought out and and appropriate. I do commend the NTPA for stepping up with the additional cable rule. It's something that to me seems to make sense. I hope it does to a lot of others. It's uh, it's affordable and easy to get installed. And, and I know they wanted it in time for the Ocala hooks coming up here. I think they'll start in a week or two. Might even be this weekend. I'm not sure. Uh, so that's that's a positive, and it sounded like PPL was going to play ball and, and go with the same rule. Those are all good things. I like it when, especially on safety stuff, that the, the organizations come together and, and find a way to make it work. This, this is one that, that kind of needed to. So that's those are the kind of the, the highs and lows there. Last class I want to touch on, light limited super stock. The, the numbers were disappointing as far as turnout goes. I was expecting to fill limit out as far as entries in the classes and, and didn't um no Michigan tractors, no Ohio tractors, no New York tractors. Very few up from Kentucky. I mean there, there were some but not a lot. I just I don't understand what the issue is. There's there's these guys, there's tractors everywhere. I understand Want to stay in your sandbox in the summertime when it's the heat of the schedule and you can get your 40 or 50 hooks in, in your home circuit. So you don't feel like you got to travel, but it's the winter of the, it's the middle of the winter. Why not go show off and, and go see some other stuff and, and play some other places. And the common refrain and bitch that I seem to hear perhaps they're all around an inability to hang two extra weights. The guys just want to, they're, they're so set on 6,000 pounds and that's it. Come hell or high water. I don't understand this narrow-minded thinking. I don't understand why you'd piss away a perfectly good venue and an opportunity to come out and strut your stuff and win some money. And I think, I don't know, but you may have signed your death warrant as far as the Midwest Internationals is concerned. If you're not going to come support it, then Clint's not going to put forth the effort to make it happen for you. That's just the reality. And you, at the end of the day, you can go on pull off and, and cry and scream all you want to, but you'll have made your own bed. You'll have made your own bed. I understand if you're used to pulling 6,000, you don't think you can handle it. You're in 6,500. Okay, maybe it's a, that's a little bit of a leap. But you know what? There was two classes. There was a 6,500 and a 6,250. A 6,500 could have been great for you know, the New York and, and the, the, the Wisconsin guys. They could have come and played. Southern guys, I don't, I don't know. And anywhere in the world you go where diesel is an option in your class, they automatically give you 200 pounds for the smoke tube. And just because you're alcohol, all right, you don't have to. You don't have to put the tube up in a place where it's disadvantageous for you because of the higher center of gravity. You can hang those two weights anywhere you want to, where it benefits you. And yet you don't want to come do it. I heard a bunch of honestly, it sounded like screaming and crying when Eddie Carey changed things at Lexington from six thousand to sixty one hundred. I mean one IH weight and you eat a cheeseburger and you're, you're plus 100. You can't figure out how to do that and, and, and adjust your tractor and learn how to drive the damn thing? I, I just, it's just mind-boggling. There's places you can go to where the scale variation is 100 fucking pounds. And you can't figure this shit out? Oh, but we need to be at Louisville. We need to be a regional class. We need to be this. We need to be that. Fuck out of here. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I was, and everybody talks about the national rules and all that. I remember when Ed Shoebridge and Andrew Armstead really pushed that and started it. I wasn't central to it, but I was a part of it. And I I, I know it was said and who said it, you know, and it, it all fell apart. Everybody just wants to fight and think about, think about what's in their hauler and not what's good for the class. So, yeah, whatever. I, I was... I was a huge fan of light limited super and I still like the class. Don't get me wrong. I still like watching them and I love the different combos and and playing up the war between alcohol and diesel and the different setups and the different tire sizes and this, that, the other. But I mean, when a promoter comes to me and asks what do you think of light limited super? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell them the truth about you guys. You're difficult. You're difficult. I hate saying that because a lot of the guys in that class are friends of mine, but you guys are hard. You guys are hard. Anyway, that's uh, that's some of that stuff. The the bigger diesel classes we certainly had, you know, more than our share of those. And and I, a lot of them come from you know a little bit further west, and and I don't get to see them. I don't travel out that way too much. But man, the the competitiveness and the camaraderie that's there is the same as in a, in a lot of other classes and a lot of a lot of forms of pulling and even the diesel drag racing. I see that. And, um, you guys are no exception for what you do out in, out in Wisconsin and Illinois, Iowa, Missouri. It's, it's fun to watch uh, a lot of that stuff, stuff go on and come down the track and see something different. That's the really cool thing too, about, um, what happens at, at this event, you know, you get to see some, a little bit different stuff and, and watch it go down the track, you know, um, he's done a, Clint's done a very good job of introducing rules that will, uh, allow different guys to kind of play together and and make something happen it's uh it's just different i don't know that really beyond him too many other places have even tried to do that so it's it's pretty cool all right we're going to take a break here and bring in a word from you know them, you love him our primary sponsor around here dirty hooker diesel
0: Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist at Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors, Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com.
1: Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call. 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final
0: authority on everything performance and replacement.
1: Your final authority for all things performance and replacement dhd all right let's get on to some other things that are coming up here because there's plenty to talk about in the sport coming up uh in a week and a half february 4th and 5th actually i think it's two weeks i don't know time flies but i can't keep a calendar straight i don't know it's part of part of being in your mid 40s you remember being 20 like it was yesterday and you'll be 60 tomorrow just total time compression. Southern Invitational coming up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Two sessions a Friday evening and a Saturday afternoon that culminates in a final. And uh, I've never been there. It's It seems like a fun event. It seems like a good deal, good place to go. A lot of, again, stuff I don't get to see a lot of places, it's kind of that, but in a different way, Southern environment and, and see some different stuff. Uh, Never heard of a mix. It's just a a different mix. The competitor list is up on their website, southernmotorsports.net. The driver list is there uh, so you can see who's who's in, so to speak, and, and particularly that light superclass. It looks like a real tough one. That's going to be a murderer's row of good stuff uh, to try and get through to get, get to that final. So looking forward to that event. And uh, Farm Machinery Show is coming up in February. Not too much to say about that right now. We'll, we'll do a, as it gets closer, do a dedicated program on Farm Machinery Show and what's going to happen there. I'm I'm going to come down, but I'll be there Saturday only. I'm not going to go to the poll. I just want to come down and hang out, say hi to people, and, and just um, have some connections there, and then probably head back sometime on sunday that's going to be the the limit of my engagement there um with my florida drag race falling apart in april uh the the official word came down today that that race is off and hopefully we get to put it back on the calendar for 2023 across that bridge when it comes to it um, that was supposed to be the season opener for the Outlaw Diesel Super Series at Emerald Coast Dragway in Holt, Florida. And the, the track ownership changed and who had the lease for operation also changed as well. And, and Ryan Milliken, Hardway Performance, has done his level best to try and get an answer out of them. For the first week of April, is this going to be a go-no-go no go race because there's a lot of moving pieces that have to, to, have to line up to, to make it a reality and just couldn't, couldn't get the... The track couldn't get their stuff together. It's not Ryan's doing. And the the go, no-go date came and went, and so they pulled the plug. Uh, so season opener will now be the Rudy Spring event at Piedmont Dragway in Julian, North Carolina the end of April instead. So that freed me a weekend that I was planning to be out of town anyway to go somewhere. And somewhere is a brand-new event at a place where there's been pulling in the past. Uh, the Southern Illinois Championship coming to Ducoin, Illinois, March 4th and 5th. And there's a full website up in place for that event. The Southern Illinois Pool.com. And you can register right now. There is a page for driver lists. and There are none shown yet because they're still in the accumulation and sign-up phase. Classes for this one. This is a two-track indoor, which I'm trying to think even in Europe, if that happens, other than going to an antique pole. I don't think you can go see big classes on, on side-by-side twin tracks anywhere than other than an antique pole. It just doesn't happen. So classes that are coming, you're going to have the 8500 Limited Pro Stocks, the 9500 4.1 Limited Pros, and then it gets fun. Not that those classes aren't fun. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean it that way, but... This is stuff you just can't, you know, there's a few places in the world you can go to see this. Full House Grand National Caliber Championship, Champions Tour Caliber, two-wheel drive trucks. The big 6,000-pound 504 light super stocks. The 5,800-pound modifieds, which is going to be like a twin-engine class. And the 2,050-pound Grand National and or Champ Tour mini Rock. The building is a ceiling high enough where we can uncork blower motors and not blow the lighting clear out of the ceiling and and really put on a show. Um, there's a few guys committed to this event. We we got, I saw some numbers. As far as class signups come through this afternoon, there's availability. There's open spots in, I believe, all classes, perhaps not the 85 Lim Pro. That one might be. Might be filled up, but uh, those guys do a very good job of supporting things in Illinois. It's a popular class out there. Uh, limited turbo, limited RPM, four sixty-six, four seventy cube, somewhere in there. Fun class, fun class. Um, so those are the six, and it's the same format as the Southern Invitational is: two sessions and a final Friday night. Excuse me. And a, a Saturday afternoon and top finishers and all go to the final on Saturday night. OK, one more big one. I, I haven't touched on it. it's been talked about a lot, but there's still questions out there. And the the farther and wider we can spread the spread the in, information and the knowledge about what's going on with us. It's the Pullers Championship March 13th and 14th at the Track at Holse Hours in Nashville, Illinois. This event is a product of this is this is right up Sidetracks Alley, man. This is something that Drew and I talked about in his garage going back years ago. It's the idea of, you know, what what can be done different with the purse? How do we get into that where 100 percent of the gate is going to the competitors? Is it possible? Could you make them make enough money to do it? Well, the idea has been Beaten to death in in barrooms and shops and on cell phones and on message boards for an eternity. Well, it's time to find out. Uh, Jason Schultz and a group of us put our heads together and went looking for a venue back over the summertime. Talked to a couple different places and when we approached uh, Brad Holzhauer about doing it at that track in Nashville, Illinois, he was open to the idea and the the seed was planted. Now we had a place. And that was time to you know, set some ground rules and figure out how were we going to do this. And the format has worked so far. What are we doing? It's a two-day hook. Friday night, Saturday night. We limited and restricted the classes a little bit because of the first year. We didn't want to overreach too far because if it doesn't work, well, you know, there's going to be expenses involved. So we don't want to overreach. If this is a success, yes, you can look for it to grow in 2023. But we picked the classes we picked and um, Brad being generous enough to, to give us the facility to do this, there was a couple classes he wanted as a promoter option, which is his right. So um, in addition to the, the Grand National and Champions Tour and, and Top Outlaw type classes, we wanted to bring in as the promoters for it. He requested the 8500 Limited Pro and the 4.1 trucks be there. And also because uh, Ference Vague is going to work so hard and has worked so hard for us, behind the scenes on, on both some sponsorship and arranging the insurance, which we'll touch on in a moment. And, and those kinds of things, you know, only felt right. They're going to help. So, all right, the 3-6 the trucks will be a part of this program as well. Everything else is going to be national championship caliber. Um, we have a website up, the pullerschampionship.com. It's been in place for quite a while. Uh, most classes are fairly well in alignment between PPL and uh, NTPA. So there's not a lot of variation. If we say we're going to run pro stock, pretty much everybody knows what that means. Yes. The outlaws have smaller chargers. We know that. Uh, if we say light super, everybody knows what that is. Two wheel drive. Everybody knows what that is. Uh, probably the only class we had to provide some clarity around was going to be the mods. And we decided to use NTPA grand national rules. Uh, I know them. It might set them a little bit light for some of the PPL guys, but we didn't want to go heavy and risk excluding some of the triple motor tractors that are out there. Cause there's there's a bunch, of particularly that run the NTPA G N. Actually, this past summer it was probably fifty fifty between triple fourteens and, and the four four with eights. So wanted to open that up. And and the the idea was gonna be that for each class, twelve invites. And the first 10 were going to be drawn from the championship finishers in 2021 of each organization uh, where appropriate, we'd include the outlaws in that and then make it three, three and three top nine and have a, have a, have two or three alternates instead of two well, the alternates with fan votes. So we did that, announced who those people were and then started making phone calls to figure out who was actually going to accept their invite out of the, out of round one. I don't think we filled really any class that was using that criteria. Now, um 8500 limited pro yeah that was strictly a promoter option class that was filled internally and diesel super stock because we weren't really sure what the response was and wow was it big actually it surprised us um that one was going to be a promoter option well not not so much promoter options going to be us um uh more so than than, than Brad directly uh, us as a team kind of picking who we wanted and whoa what a response i mean we really we could have had 24 of them instead of 12 that there is, and i'm not kidding everybody talks about the the diesel super class is hurting for numbers nope nope could have had 24 uh but we had to restrict ourselves and we just you know next year who knows if it's like this we we might do it just say bring it you know throw that door open but anyway um wanted to open those up and and then we would have at least two or three per class it was going to be a fan vote the fans were going to get to decide who they want to see at this event well as guys fell by the wayside for one reason or another it turned down their their uh uh invitation and we i mean people are polite so i don't it wasn't said to our face anyway <laughs> either i hate you guys or you're fucking assholes or uh, you know, it's not going to work or whatever it is. You know, we didn't get that answer. We had people say no for various reasons, waiting on parts. I sold it. Um, you know, it's, it's prime planting season for farming. So that, and that's all acceptable and perfectly understandable in the sport. No hard feelings. So it just opened up more slots then for the fan vote to, to decide um, who's going to show up for this deal. And we, uh, we worked pretty hard building out some pretty extensive lists of people you could vote for to get in in round one and round one closed. We got our top 20 out of each class that that we were going to put through to round two to actually narrow it down to who's going to get in. And we've been working feverishly this week, contacting the top 20 and all those, those vote getting classes to make sure, Hey, if we promote you to round two, we want to make sure that that if you get the bid, you're going to come and, and trying to nail those down. And we've got probably, uh, we're probably past 75% of those who we know, uh what they're going to be so when round two when the ballot comes out and you vote you know you say i want to see puller x be there you're not just voting for somebody who has no intention of making it there you're voting for someone who has said who's told us yeah if if i get it i'll load up and i'm coming so that uh it's been been a pretty taxing job to get it done um and we've really come together as a team to make that happen so round two voting will start this coming monday and and that'll run out uh, i believe 2 weeks and then then we'll know. We'll know who the pullers are going to be. Now, back to the purse part, the gate, 100% of the gate goes to the competitors. 100% of the live stream revenue will also revenues will also go to the pullers. And any extra funds left over from sponsorship that and I say extra cuz we we still have to cover expenses. We know what the, what our numbers are. We got to cover our bills to be able to do this, hire sleds, track help, pay for room, hotel rooms for for people that are that are coming in from out of town to make this event happen, you know, buy lime or flour or whatever we're going to use to market the sidelines. There's a thousand things you just don't think about that we have to cover expenses for. But once we do, once sponsorship is covered, then we will that extra money also will go into the purse for the pullers, and the sky is the limit. So not only do you decide at this event who how, who you want to see, Paul, you decide how much we're going to pay them by showing up, get your butt there, buy a ticket, come through the gate, watch an awesome show. And hopefully Saturday night, we get to hand out some big money checks to these guys. We've run some hypotheticals out. We know what it would take in terms of spending the turnstiles to hand out guys a check for two days worth of pulling that they couldn't win in a points championship in a whole season. So it's out there. It's possible. If thirty-one, I want to say if it's thirty-one thousand people show up for this deal, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot. That'd be huge. But it would drive the purse for all, for, you know, the combined purse for the event to $1 million. Be the first million-dollar tractor pull. It's possible. It could happen. I would love to have a situation where there's so many people there on Friday that Brad Olsar has to scramble and start picking up the phone and finding places in St. Louis he can rent extra grandstands for Saturday night. That would be fantastic. Will it happen? Well, who knows? It could. I, dream big, right? So that's the whole premise. It's it's about paying the pullers. I did mention insurance. Uh, the limits of liability are exactly what you would expect. It is through K&K. So it's not fly-by-night, do we screw them and how insurance. Uh, that's been a concern of some people. So I uh, wanted to share that as well. That's the pullers championship. Uh, there's plenty on social media about it. We've talked about it a lot on, on Let's Grow Pulling. But the premise really is... It's about paying paying you guys who do this, giving back to the pullers. There's no intent on our part to try to turn this into in, into a series. Once a year is enough. My gosh, the amount of work, but to be able to for one weekend do do something nice like that and and I know it's a tough time of year. It's it's in the middle of planting time, but it was chosen strategically. We didn't want to do it once the point season starts because that's going to take guys away. They're going to say nope. I'm points pulling. I'm not going to um, take time away from that. And if we did at the end of the year, a lot of guys are blown up by then and out of parts, and so so our show would suffer. So it's best to just do it in the on the front end. And if nothing else, it's a chance for guys to get together and, and have a test session, go against the Bungert sleds, go down the track. It's a good facility, it's a good track, take some power, see what you got, and then you know you're ready for the the season. You could. Spend that money going to the dyno, or you could actually put the engine in your chassis and, and stack up with some guys that you're going to compete with anyhow and see what you got, win some cash, too, and do it in front of fans. So that's the hope for us. That's just about enough for me for the first time back with sidetracked in a very, very long time. I don't intend to stay gone. Um, I know I've said that before. <laughs> uh, what a loser. We're gonna go with it and uh, see what happens, roll on through. Um, I'll try to get some updates to one next week and talk about what happened at Oklahoma. I've got plenty of friends that are gonna be out there, I can get the scoop and one of these days I will figure out how to patch in to actually do take phone calls on this thing because I don't I don't do this. This isn't like this isn't like let's grow pulling where it's all through StreamYard and really high tech. Uh, this setup is extremely old school. I mean, like to the point of tube amplifiers on my microphones and racks of equipment and really analog because, well, it's the sound I like. It's just sounds better. So that's what I'm going to do. It's the way I've done it. It's the way I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Peace out.